0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Make a declaration to change your future. It's a powerful thing to do. That word declaration in the dictionary tells us to make known, especially in formal terms, or to state officially as in a proclamation. I love that. Isn't it cool that we get to Make a proclamation. You thought you were nobody. No, you can make a proclamation. Only people who are somebody can do that. Make a proclamation about how your life is going to be. Powerful. In Genesis, we know that God has a dream for creation. But it wasn't until he began to declare it that it came to pass. It wasn't until he made the declaration, Genesis 1-3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God had a dream for light. We don't know how long before that, but it wasn't until he made the declaration, let there be light, that there was light. All through creation, that chapter, it's all the same. We've got a saying at Highway that you can have what you want, you just got to build it. Isn't that cool? Think about it. You can have what you want, you just got to build it. That's awesome. It's a great dream to have, it always starts with a declaration. Last time I preached on this, you know, out of 1 Samuel 17, um, where David made a declaration for God's people and then took down Goliath. See, that declaration that David made was able to change the posture of the whole entire army and set the nation free. Powerful, isn't it? To make that declaration and to see it through. David brought the people from the posture of being a victim to being aggressors. I want you to catch that today. I want you to catch how powerful this is in your life if you'll just own it. Just own it. You can do it. Now, I preached this message a couple weeks ago on declaration and I had somebody come to me afterwards and and ask me the question, uh, sort of made the statement like, well, tell us how. It's good to make a declaration, but, but tell us how to do that. And so this is... Quite a practical message today, if you like, on how. I title this message, the, the Outworking of a Declaration. David made his declaration and then he had to go to work and take down Goliath. Because a declaration without the outworking is just wishful thinking. That's all it ever is. It's a feel-good moment for just a moment. So let's have a look at chapter 17, 1 Samuel. Going to read uh, from verse 28. It says, When Elab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now, what have I done, said David? Can't I even speak? He he then turned away to someone else and and brought up the matter the, the same as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. And Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. must remember that building something of worth will always be challenged. You make a declaration about building a better life for you, your marriage, your family, whatever it is, your business, whatever it is, you make a declaration and it will be challenged. You have to face some things. The first thing you'll have to face is you've got to go it alone. In verse 28, there where it says that his uh, older brother, you know, heard him speaking to the men and burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. And you've got to be thinking, if that was the truth, David would have been bitterly disappointed course there wasn't any battle. All these army, all these older blokes, all these warriors were in fear and trembling hiding behind rocks. So it wouldn't have been a very good spectator's event, would it? If he'd come down for that reason. And of course it would be one thing for David to come down to the battle as an armchair critic right, to tell, you know, everyone what to do and how they should be doing it and doing all that and and then just sitting back expecting everyone else to do it. No, no. No, he came down to lay his life down to win the battle for his generation. Big difference. I think if you're prepared to lay your life down for something, you've got a voice. You've got a voice. That's exactly the position that David was in sadly it was his own brother his own brother that p- tried to pull him down to his level I think at that moment being berated by your older brother David would have felt pretty much alone pretty much alone and sometimes it's those who know us the most that give you the least support they say family uh, sorry familiarity breeds Contempt. But you're in good hands because, you know, in Matthew it talks about when Jesus went back to his hometown to preach the gospel. They said in verse 55 Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? I mean, didn't I coach that kid in soccer? Wasn't he the kid that used to go past and rock my roof at night? We know this kid. Who does he think he is coming here, preaching the word of God? That's how it goes. Verse 57, Jesus said, A prophet is not without honour except in his own town and in his own home. So you make a declaration to build a better life. Don't expect anyone to get on board. You've got to go it alone. Don't expect everyone to go, oh wow, good for you. Good for you, darling. Pat you on the back. And that sweet stroke your head. No, go it alone. It's your declaration. It's your future. Amen. Amen. It's you're building this for your life and your generations to follow. That's the way it is. A declaration that you make often doesn't benefit anyone else. So why would they support it? See, I remember when I became a Christian, um, Annie and I became Christians, and, and you would think that people would be happy for you. But they weren't. They weren't. I mean, if your daughter's married to a hopeless drunk, coming from a line of dysfunction, as far as the eye can see, and then all of a sudden makes this declaration to turn his life around and and live for better, you would think the parents would be happy. No. And stepfather threw us out. I had to drive three and a half hours north to Geraldton in Western Australia from Perth with a brand new little baby to crash at my mate's place to give us a room for the night until we could find a flat somewhere because we'd become Christians. (laughs) Because I'd give up the drugs and the alcohol. Shame on me. True story. All my mates I used to drink with all the time dumped me. Become one of them Christians. <laughs> Haven't regretted a day. But you've got to go it alone. Yeah. If I'd have waited for all them to pat me on the back and say, Good for you, Byrie. <laughs> Good for you, son. Bottom line is it's your life. It's your life. You build something great. Don't care about what losers think. Amen? It's your life. It's your future. It's your opportunity. Take it. Run with it. Build something you're worth. Don't look back. Don't look back. This is the greatest opportunity you will ever have in life is to follow Jesus Christ. I know it because I've done both. This is awesome. You go it alone, and next thing you've got to do is be deliberate. Have a look in verse 32. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Now, you make a declaration like that, there's no turning back. Amen? There's no calling in sick tomorrow. You make a declaration like that. Once you open your, your mouth to the king, there's no going back from there. See, David was now committed to the task. And, you know, I'm sure in an, in an army like that, there would have been seasoned warriors. I'm sure many of them would have been thinking, running scenarios in their head. You know, we could take this Goliath out, you know. I mean, he's one man. I know he's a giant, but he's, he's one man. You know, We could probably take him out. Many of them would have been thinking about that, going over and over and over in their head. The thing they lacked was deliberation. They weren't prepared to be deliberate. And James tells us in one twenty-two, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. Don't just know it, do it. Be deliberate about it. Know the truth, apply it into your life. The truth will set you free. That's how it works. I asked a question last year, which is worse, to have nothing to build with or to have everything and build nothing? It's an incredible challenge, folks, if you think about it. To have nothing to build with, or to have everything and build nothing. See, it's got to be more than a good idea. This declaration you make, it's got to be more than a good idea. It's got to be more than a dream that we have in our head. You've got to be deliberate about wanting to make change, wanting to build something better. So the question that we need to continually ask, if we're going to be deliberate, is what's my next step? Keep asking that question. What's my next step? This is where I am now. This is my declaration. This is what I'm planning to build. Well, Well, what's my next step? Where do I go from here? Then, see, that takes it out of being an idea into action. What's my next step? You might be thinking, well, our marriage isn't doing real good. Going to build a better marriage, me and the bride. Going to build a better marriage. Well, what's your next step? Not enough just to have a dream, a desire in your heart. You've got to act upon it. What's your next step? Maybe you need to do the rock, marriage on the rock course. I mean, think about it. Seven weeks, $70 per couple. That's $5 each a night. $5 $5 each a night, a cup of coffee each a night to invest into the future that you want to build. You say, well, our marriage is doing okay. Well, don't wait till it gets broken before you start to fix it. Does that make sense? People don't ever go to a marriage course because their marriage is broken all the time. It's, it's smart people that go, you know what? It's good, but I could make it better. See, when we started this church, <clears throat> oh, man, we, we did the, uh, I used to facilitate the Homes of Honour course. So whoever did the Homes of Honour course, Dr. Gary Smalley. It was a long time ago. We used to take it all, around to all the home groups. I think I, I, think I would have facilitated that um, relationship course 20 times. And I've got to tell you, every single time, I found something in it that Anne could change. Without fail. It was like right there. Of course, I told her about it and. Knowledge is not heavy to carry around. I learned something that day. If you're unemployed, Right? You said I'm, a, a, I'm going to build a career. Well, what's your next step? If you want a job, if you want a, a career, find an industry that you think, no, nah, that's what I want to be. I want to be a, that. Build that career. Don't send resumes. Everybody sends resumes, don't they? I've well, been a, a, a business owner. I've got 20 resumes on my desk and none of them, none of them are bad. They're all good. They're all this brilliant. Who do you pick? Now, if you want to build a career, get to the yellow pages, if they still have them, (laughs) online or something. Pick the 10 best companies in that career. Make a list and go and knock on their door. Just rock up and say, look, I want to see the manager for five minutes. Five minutes. And then sit down with the manager and ask two things. Or let them know. Firstly, say, listen, you know and I know that 50% of the people who work here don't want to be here. It's a job. They need a pay packet so they turn up. Right? Oh, Oh, this is my career. I'm building a career in this industry. You've got to employ me. And secondly, there's 10 people on this list. And if you don't employ me, one of these will. And you don't want me as your opposition. (laughs) Because I'll hurt you. (laughs) I'll hurt you. I'll hurt your business. You've got to employ me. Make a wise management decision and put me on. Now, see, nobody does that. You've got to give a bloke a go who does that, amen? You've got to at least give him a go. And when you get the job, you start a half hour early, you finish a half hour later, and you don't take one minute over that lunch break, not one minute more. And you work hard, and I promise you, in a couple of years, you may even be the manager. Why? Because you stand out. What's your next step? Say your business is flatlined. What's your next step? Think about diversification. It's powerful. See, we get locked into our box. No, the world's far bigger than that. You you know, you know McDonald's, right, the McDonald's hamburger people are really not interested in their hamburgers. Did you know that? Their business is not about hamburgers. Their business is about property. They are one of, if not the largest property owner in the world, single property owner in the world. Because every McDonald's they build, they own the land. You with me? So it's not about hamburgers. You say, well, I've got a cleaning business. Well, the profit you make from your cleaning business, put it into real estate. Buy 20 rentals over the next 20 years and you'll have a pretty good retirement plan. Does that make sense? Just from being a cleaner. Think outside the box. What's your next step? you are you alright? Yeah. You're thinking. Yeah. I'll appease my, my insecurity that you're thinking. Get a business coach. Do something. Take the next step. Take it beyond where you are today. And it makes sense. And the third thing is you've got to see it through. I told you today was practical, alright? Answer to that question about making a declaration. You've got to see it through. Look at verse 37. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. See, nothing of values comes cheaply or quickly. But in the economy of God, this is what you've got to understand, in the economy of God, nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. I'm sure that, that, you know, those nights that, that David battled the lion and the bear, I'm sure that, you know, he never thought, you know, one day I'm going to take out a giant and save our nation. No, he didn't think that at all. He had no idea that was going to happen. But God did. God knew exactly what was going to happen. And he was preparing David for that very situation. If it wasn't for those endless nights out there looking after a bunch of sheep, freezing cold, out in the desert, playing his music, worshipping God. See, without all that, he never would have become king. He never would have become king. It was in the mundane of life that his greatest lesson was learned. And let me tell you about the greatest lesson. The greatest lesson you can learn is to see it through. Yep. Yep. The greatest lesson, see it through and to be consistent, to build consistency in your life. If you're heading in the direction you want to go, you've just got to be consistent and eventually you'll get there. But if you're inconsistent, you'll get sidetracked somewhere, no doubt about it. If you have a dream, if you have a desire to build something you're worth, then it starts with that declaration. You get to the point where, no, I'm sick of it the way it is. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to build something better. You make that declaration. And then you have to see it through and build consistency. Consistency is your greatest asset. Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Folks, you can't get more consistent than that. We don't sit here today and pray and go, Lord, I hope I've got you on a good day. I hope I've got you in a good mode. I hope you're sort of, you. That no, no, he's yesterday, today, forever. He's the same. He's the same. He doesn't change. Circumstance or situation, don't buffet him. Yeah. He's consistent. Because we're not building an Instagram snapshot. We're building a life that will last forever. Yeah. A life that will last forever. See, I was asked the other day at our team day, who, who went along last to our team day? Wasn't well, it good? It was a great day, wasn't it? I was asked this question. what will highway look like in the next five years? And the answer is this, however you want it to look. Amen? It will look however you want it to look. We've got all the opportunities. We've got everything at our feet. What do we want? We just got to build it. We are in a fantastic position as a church. We've got 10 acres up the road with a development approval on it. We're going for the BA, hopefully start it again sometime this year, to have a 1,200-seat auditorium, a 75-kid daycare centre, a restaurant called Joni's Place. <laughs> We've got to, That's going to be cool, won't it? Have our own restaurant called Joni's Place. See, we we own the land, we've got that. We own this building, we've got we've got people who want to lease this building off us when we move. So for the lease from this building and the and the you know the profit from the daycare centre will pay our, our our six million dollar building bill. Cool? It's all it's all at our fingertips, what do we want? Whatever we choose, we've got to be consistent won't happen you've got to be consistent you've got to be consistent with church because if you don't I'm telling you your kids won't and when they reach the age where they'll say no mum or no dad you've lost it you've lost the fight You've got no teeth left. Be consistent at church. Be consistent in your faith, in your values. And keep asking the question, what's my next step? What's my next step? This is where I'm at. What's my next step? So you keep moving forward. You'll get there. Next step, next step, next step. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that you've given us, the declaration, Lord, that you place over our life. We pray, Lord, that our declaration will align with that and we'll go forward together. Lord, we thank you for your your part that you play, the opportunity that you give. And Lord, we're going to rise to the challenge. We're going to step up. And take that next step into everything that you've got for us. We thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. The Pastor Dan.